hello, everyone. I'm your host, Caitlin Miller, and you are listening to the Loud Lounge Club. Here, we listen and observe unique dialogue. My mission for this podcast is to create a safe space for people to discuss their issues, challenges, and simply life. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to introduce to you guys the check-ins with Kate. (laughs) I am really, really happy to be here. I have just been going through this journey of figuring out myself in this podcast. And I feel like this is going to be a perfect opportunity to just deep dive into some stuff that's going on in my own life. Because this podcast is about young people figuring out life together, sharing their experiences. So what better way to share my experiences as a host and get really personal with you guys. So today's episode is actually called Will He Forgive Me? I did a poll on my Instagram and I asked you guys, what did you want to hear from me? And so the options were pretty for a big girl, faith and alone. And so it has been Something where I'm like, I don't know if what I want to do, everything is really a touchy subject, especially faith. I think that's really important to note that um, your faith is, everyone doesn't agree with it. And I've always been put in that position where everyone doesn't agree with your faith, doesn't agree with what you do. And so this was like a perfect opportunity. Let me just go ahead and share, you know, my faith and the background of my faith, where I am in my faith today. So I'm going to take it back. I'm going to give you guys some good stories. And these segments will be 30 minutes. If it does go over 30 minutes, I'll break them up into parts. Um, But if you request, I have a lot of stuff I want to really talk about. But I will kind of push some stuff around or even push some things up in the list to talk to you guys about. I will be releasing these every two weeks. If they're in parts, I will try to get those parts out in at least a week. So if there's three parts, I'll try to, you know, divide them up a little bit. But I don't really want to go in over an hour. I can talk. I run my mouth a lot like I'm rambling right now. But um, I just really want this to be a fun experience for you guys to really understand me and who I am as a human being and my trials and my tribulations. And hopefully you can learn something from my experiences or you can if you're just interested in my faith and you just kind of want to know a little bit more about that. This is a, you know, a good podcast for you. So to start off, I did say my name. My name is Caitlin. (laughs) I am a 23 year old female and I reside in the DFW area um, of Texas. Wow. So I am a Christian woman. I do. I, you know, I say I'm a Christian woman. I go to a church here that is based in Arlington, Texas. Uh, My church is Word of Truth Family Church. I've been there forever. Um, I've been a member there forever. (laughs) And I really think my faith has, there's a lot that's put where my faith is today, but I can say I was a huge super believer. Not that I'm not a believer now, but I was just really in tune with my faith and in tune with my relationship with God. I would say in my younger years before, I would say maybe before high school. That was a big thing during high school. Yes. Maybe before my junior year, 
Um, it was really big for me, but leaving high school, it was really a different story. And so when I was little, I wanted to be a pastor <laughs> and I actually performed my first sermon for my actual pastor now, um, which is crazy. Boy, have the times changed. <laughs> so I was just really a warrior for God. I loved God, 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 God. Like I literally talked about God all the time and I wasn't ashamed of that. It didn't make me feel embarrassed or like, oh my gosh, like people aren't going to like me because I talk about God. I thought people were going to like me because I really did talk about God. I went to a Christian school, a faith-based school, probably to the age of fi- uh, grade was that fifth grade. And so my mom tells me stories like you just prayed for everybody. Like you just love to pray and you prayed for everyone. And so I was like, wow, like I really want to get back to that. <laughs> so let's see where my faith, I feel like ignited. So my faith, my parents have, um, are believers and they've always made Christ fun, getting to know him, longing to know him, having that hunger to know him was really normal for me. Um, I wasn't, I'm not going to say that church was forced for me because that's not true. I wanted to go to church. I wanted to go to church camps. I wanted to be involved. That was just the type of person I was, the type of person that my parents raised. And that's just how I grew up. I really enjoyed church. I really loved church. That was just the thing. I went to plenty of church camps. Um, the two that really stick out to me is Camp Dry Gulch. That, I don't know if that still exists, but that was in Oklahoma. And um, I went there about once a year. That was like a summer camp. And then we switched to um, Christ for the Nations. That was in Dallas, Texas. And so... I've always just been always surrounded by people that love God and just people that are like me, like, I'm not going to say like fanatics, but we just, it was just normal. Like it wasn't forced. It was very genuine and I just really learned a lot. And so going through that, um, when I turned about, let's see, the age of 13, I told my parents before my 13th birthday party before I turned 13, um, when I was turning 13 for my birthday party, I wanted to give myself to God. And um, by giving a promise ring and saving, making a promise to God that I was going to save myself for marriage. And that was nothing that my parents coached me into saying or doing. I mean, we've talked about the subject. My mom is a very open person. So she's always asking questions like, I wouldn't say she was asking like the sex question because I, I don't really, I mean, I think she's, she's asked that before, but it was more of like, has anyone touched you, put their hands on you? Like, is there anything that you want to talk about? I think I, it was very open for me to like say things that may have, I had fear about or scared me. And so it was very open. And so learning about God, I knew that God wanted me to save myself for a marriage. And so I came, I, I remember very vividly, I came down to my parents and I said, I want a promise ring and I want to promise to God that I want to save myself to marriage. And my parents were just like, are you sure that you want to do that? That's a big commitment. That's a big promise. And that's something that you really need to think about that you really want to keep. And I was like, I know that that's the decision that I want to make. And that's what I want to do. And so my parents threw me this 13th 
my 13th birthday party. Um, you know, we had fun and everything. And then in the middle of the service, my pastor actually explained to everything what saving yourself is. And so that was no oral sex. That wasn't sex at all. And I was like, okay, like, this is amazing. Like I cannot wait for this. Like this is, it was so exciting to me. I felt like a woman. I was like, wow, like I'm making this big decision and this is all from my heart. Like this is truly and purely what I truly want to do. And I knew that it was so serious to me and that I didn't want to break that promise because I was like, I don't want God to not forgive me if I do break it. And it was a really, really big commitment for me. Not saying that it was temptation at that time because there wasn't. Like, dating wasn't really a thing for me. Liking boys, having crushes, yeah, but I never had a boyfriend at the time. So it wasn't something that was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be so hard. Like, it wasn't that. And so from that day moving forward, I was very, very serious about that. And moving into high school is kind of for me where boys started to come and, you know, whatever the case may be, we, you know, have a crush here and there. And I just remember being in high school, I really turned a lot of people off just because like when I was talking to a boy and he could literally be like, hey, And I'd be like, okay, I'm not having sex with you. I'm not sucking anything. You're not going to touch me. There's no penetration. There's nothing. You're not going to do anything. So I'm letting you know this at at, up front. Now you let me know if you still want to talk to me. And when I tell you I got shut down a lot, I got shut down a lot. And it made me feel like, wow, like a lot of people are having sex early. A lot of people don't have that in mind. Like they're not saving themselves till marriage. I knew that I was really an odd duck. Like I knew that that was different. Like a lot of people didn't experience that. And then a lot of them were just like, whoa, like I wasn't even trying to do that, but that just like turned me off or whatever. I was just like, I don't care. Like I want you to know up front because what was happening was it was maybe like two dudes before that they were talking to me and it felt like they were trying to push me to the stage of like seriousness and then they wanted to to take it to the next step you got to do this and I'm just like no so to eliminate that for everyone's time to not be wasted and my feelings to not get invested which they were not really invested that seriously at the time but I was just like you know what let me let them know up front and then they have the choice to say okay I want to continue with you or okay I don't And later down the years, I started to find out, like, even just talking to some people and things not going how they wanted it to go with, which was not having sex with them. I really figured out that a lot of people like had bets and when they would be upset, when they would be upset, they'd be like, you were just a bet. Like, don't like think too much of it. Like, I didn't want anything to do with you anyway. It was literally just a bet to get into your pants. And when I started to hear things like that, it really discouraged me from just men in general, not so much my faith. I was still steadfast in my faith. I just knew that like, I was not going to change my mind. Nothing that they were going to do for me at the age of 15 was going to make me change my mind 
to God, the one and only. Like, I love him. Like, I'm looking to him. I'm trying to impress God. I'm not trying to impress you. So anything that you do is not going to impress me enough to deteriorate my path from him. And that's just how I felt about it. I was very, very strongly about that. And so, so the years go on, the years go on. And my junior year, so my sophomore year, I met this boy um, and he is my ex-boyfriend and he was just a friend at the time and it wasn't any flirtatious. Like he was truly a friend. He was cool. And so when I turned 16, my junior year, I started, we started dating each other and I knew that previous to that, just because where I went to high school, everyone knew everyone's business. It really wasn't a secret. And so I knew that he was not a virgin and I let him know, like, I'm not going to, I told him the same script. I didn't told everybody, like, I'm not doing nothing with you. So I know that you've done things before, but that's just not something that I want to do. And he was so, so, so supportive. <laughs> like, he was so supportive. He was like, I love that. Like, I'm not going to pressure you to do anything. I'm not going to try to sway you. Like, we're just, let's just figure this out. And so... I was like, yes, God, like, God, I found my husband. I know you told me that it, you know, I should be patient because at that time, before I I met my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend at the time, I was very defeated. I was like, I'm never going to be meet with anybody. I'm probably not going to meet anyone until I'm like 26. And this is, it's, it is what it is. And I literally had a friend of mine be like, don't search for love. Just let it come to you. I know we talk about love and when I'm 16 years old, but they were just saying like a relationship. Cause I was longing for that. I was like, I want to have a relationship. Like, why can't I have a relationship? Like that sucks that no one can accept me for me. And I do have conditions. Like I do have these non-negotiables, but why can't someone accept me for that? Like, why do I have to change myself for them to accept me? And I finally was just like, forget it. And I didn't look for it. And he kind of just came along and he really respected that. And so I was just like, God, like I found my husband, like this is the first person that's ever respected that. So in my head, I was like, I don't have to look any further. Like he is the one you have sent him to me. You have not forgotten about me. Like God, like, thank you. Like you have answered my prayers. And I just thought it was so attractive that he respected that about me. Like, wow. Like he's not going to try anything. He's going to get to know me for me because I truly felt like this wasn't just something where I did for God. Majority of the was the reason I did it for God. But I also felt like I was scared of sex. My mom had the sex talk with me. It just sounded like it really hurt. Um, I didn't want to contract. <laughs> I didn't want to get HIV. I didn't want to get AIDS. I didn't want to get sexually transmitted diseases. Like my mom was very open with me about things that can happen. And I didn't want to get my heart broken. And I had my heart broken emotionally so many times and the physical part was not there. And so to think about let's put emotions on the table and the physical part was just out of the question for me. I just, I had my heart emotionally broken so many times and it hurt so bad that I couldn't imagine how, how bad this heart heartbreak would be if I was to sexually be involved with this person. Like I just could not imagine that because I was, I'm such a sensitive person. So every little thing is going to make me feel like you're just, it's me. 
And so I finally found him to be who, you know, he was going to be. And so I was like, you know what? This is amazing. Our relationship, it had some trials and tribulations. We had drama, but from my junior year to me, my freshman year in college. So we broke up, um, moving into my freshman year in college. And before I, I graduated and went to college, my pastor actually came to me and he told me, well, he actually said this to everybody at my um, graduation party. And he was like, there's a few things that I want you to keep up when you are going to college. And I think it's really important and you should follow by it. And this is the same pastor that gave me that promise ring and told me to, you know, that I was going to save myself till marriage and, and things like that. And so what he told me was one, keep your faith up. Don't steer away from your faith. Don't feel like you don't need to go to church anymore. Make sure your faith with God is, is the same exact way when you're going to college Two, keep your grades up. Grades are important. You need to pass. You don't need to be playing around in there. Keep your communication with your parents up. So don't feel like you don't need them. Don't just reach out to them for money. Don't just, if whenever trouble is, you're calling your parents, just make sure that communication is up and you're not just using them. And then the fourth thing was keep your draws up. And I was like, I got number four. Like, you know, ain't nobody tried it. I haven't had sex. I'm a virgin. Like, it's fine. Like, you don't even got to worry about number four. And it was so embarrassing for people at my graduation party. But for me, it was just like, okay. Like, that that didn't bother me. It was like, sex was such a questionable thing, I feel like, for some people. And they're so like, oh, my God. And I just was just like, it is what it is. Sex is sex. And I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about sex. I'm not. That doesn't scare me. And so when he said that, it didn't bring a shock to me because I knew that my pastor wanted the best for me. And I know that he said those things to me so that I he that I know that I have people in my corner at home like this is what you're supposed to do. And we want to keep that going and on track. So me and my boyfriend broke up um, and I am in my freshman year in college and we break up. It's probably seven months. And before I got to college, I kind of just felt like I could do life without God. And I just wanted to make some rules by myself. I feel like I was so heavily influenced all my life. I went to a Christian school. Um, I was in a public school, but my faith was still up. My parents had put me in all these camps. I was going to church every Sunday. My parents were serving. I was serving. I was going to Bible study. I was going, like, there were so many things I was doing. And so when I was away from my parents, I was like, let me just try to figure out life by myself without him. And I want to kind of see how this goes. And I will tell you, my freshman year in college was the worst time of my life. It was very eye-opening it was depressing it was a lot and I went to school in Arlington and my parents live in Mansfield like it was they were 20 minutes away their job was 10 minutes away I my parents are not overbearing so they're not gonna like show up unannounced tell me to put trackers on my phone and do all this type of stuff like that is not 
how my parents operate and it just that's just not them for me as a child it was not them I have two other siblings so for me it just they just weren't like that they kind of really trusted me and I was like I don't want to go to church I'm not going to church it is what it is and so that was the first like uh uh-uh and when I did that I was like I don't think God will forgive me for it but I want to try it out and see so me and my friend, um, I met, I had a best friend in college and we were like the depressing besties and we were so sad. We would stay up all night looking at movies, talking, we would cry together. We had really toxic relationships. I was still reaching out to my ex. Her ex was very, um, crazy. I have no problem saying that, like, he was crazy. I'm not going to say her name, but he was like law crazy. Like we had to get the the law involved. Um, it was just a lie. Like it was so depressing. Like when I tell y'all, I would like go to sleep and we would like wake up for class and we would like, literally we would like be in the same bed. Like I would spend a night at her house or she spent a night at my dorm or I spent a night at her dorm and we would like wake up for class and we'd look at each other and we would laugh and we would literally go back to sleep. We were so depressed. Like it was such a depressing time. We never went to class. I literally failed all of my classes that semester, that year. And then my grandmother passed away. And that was a really hard because I knew that it was going to hit my dad really hard. And I'm a daddy's girl. And so my faith was declining. But I wasn't remembering that I'm the reason that wanted to take a step back from faith. It wasn't like I was so steadfast in my faith. And then all these things started happening to me. I took a, a seat back from my faith. And all these things started to happen to me. I'm not saying... God killed my grandma, but I'm just saying like, I couldn't really blame it on my relationship with God, but I was, I was saying like, this is the reason that I can't connect with you anymore because look at all these things that I've done in the past for you. And here you are damaging me. How will I forgive you? You're not going to forgive me. Yeah. But how can I forgive you for this? And so I was really questioning God and questioning his, his who he was I was like how am I supposed to have this faith how am I gonna have this faith for a man I can't touch or see how am I gonna have this faith for things that I don't know is gonna happen but that is the point of faith faith is believing for something listening for something that you cannot feel you cannot see you cannot touch and that is that that is what faith is and so my faith was just declining 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 So I finally got back with my boyfriend and this time it was, you know, I would say really for good. Um, The breaks were not really real for me. They may have been real for him, but they were not real for me. I never talked to anybody else. I never dated anybody else. I was saving myself. And at this point, how I seen saving myself was I was no longer saving myself for God for my husband, I wasn't saving myself because God wanted me to. I was now saving myself for my ex-boyfriend at the time. I was saving myself for him. So I was waiting for us to get married. And so that's how I started to think of it. And that is where it made it really bad. (laughs) So a lot of things started to happen. My friendship started to fall off. A best friend, I thought that we would literally grow old together and watch our kids play on the porch together. We fell off on really bad terms. Like a lot of things were happening that I was not understanding 
because I felt like I'm walking in this way with you, God, for so long. How are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Does nothing that I did back then mean anything to you? Does it not mean nothing to you? Is it what is happening? Like you're supposed to be Jehovah Jireh. Like you're supposed to be the person that is never going to leave or forsake me. And so how are you doing this? To, why are you doing this to me? I literally just started to question him because I didn't understand. And my focus was like everything else in my life is falling apart, but my relationship will not. And so what I did was I forced myself upon him. Like I was just like, we're going to be together. This is not failing. I felt like I had to prove so many people wrong. His exes, girls he talked to when we were not together, girls he cheated on me with. I felt like I needed to prove like, this is my man. I haven't even given up anything to him and he's still coming back to me. So I have a personality, like I have something and he didn't have to take anything from me to come back to me. So I was just getting cocky and I just felt like it was all about me. And when I turned 20, I lost my virginity to him. And that was the most sad time in my life because I really felt like, wow, God is really not going to forgive me now. What is going to happen? Is he going to punish me with ha me having a baby? I was so scared. I was just like, God, like, I know I messed up, but I felt at our time, and I don't want to blame anything on him because my ex, because it wasn't. So what happened was, and I will be very transparent, he was very uplifting in that time for me. He was very like, stay on the road. You told me you don't want to have sex. We're going to stay on this road. And I started pressuring him to have sex. And I was just like, why don't you want, because I felt like he will stop leaving me if we have sex or our relationship will be better if we have sex and we won't have so many disagreements and there's no way we can make up. Like, yeah, hugging and kissing is cool, making up, but how else are we gonna, like, I wanna give myself to him because I feel like he deserves it. He's waited so long for me. And that was not a good idea at all. Like, my faith was just, I feel like my faith was at that time non-existent. Like, I just felt like, ugh, like, this is, I'm so defeated, like, whatever. Like, I just want to make sure that I have my relationship. That's the one thing. I know everything else is failing in my life right now, but I want my relationship to work. And I became obsessed with that. I, I will be very, I was just very, like, I want my relationship to work. Why will it not work? And... I just remember feeling like God is never going to forgive me because I made this promise to him when I was 13. I had come so far, 20 years, no sex. And I gave in and it's not like we were doing it as like bunnies. Like when we had sex the first time, it we weren't just continuously, continuously doing it. It just was like, we would just do it when we was bored. Like it wasn't like, it was just, and I had this vision of how, that first night was going to be when I was married and it was going to be so special. And I ruined that. And so I said, he won't forgive me. And it was just a decline even more from there. I like, it was just declining like no other. 
So there was a lot of things that happened in that relationship that is for a different day, a different topic. And I'm still coming to terms with the things that are happening in that relationship. That has been a person that of my interest for now 23 years, not 23 years, I'm so sorry, from 16 to 23. So almost a decade we've been together in my head, of course, like he's stepped out or he's taken breaks and he's talked to other people and whatever. But for me, it's like I wanted him so bad. And so there's a lot of things that happened that I needed my faith for in that relationship. I needed my faith a lot. Like I needed it for a lot of the things that I went through in life. And so let's see, let's fast forward. I was 20. So that happened with my faith. And after that, um, I kind of started having this hunger for my faith. But then I was like, he's not going to forgive me for all the things that I've done and seen and said. And I just, it's why I'm, I'm not even done living really. So let me just do all the bad and then I'll go meet up with him later when I'm like bored in life. (laughs) Like that's literally how I was thinking. Like, that's really honest. Like, I just was like, let me just do more bad stuff. Like it doesn't matter. So I didn't really do anything bad. I mean, sex was probably bad. I was, I've smoked weed before. I drank before I was 21. Um, Things like that. I mean, I had turned 18 and I hadn't done anything. So I was very like really, really good girl. And then I was like, oh, maybe I need to fit in. I need to fit in. What can I do to fit in? I need to fit in with my friends and my boyfriend. And I want to seem cool. And I found myself doing all these things and doing all these things for other people. And I was doing nothing for myself. And it was, I'm literally still living the repercussions from that because I don't know who I am anymore. And so that takes me to where I am today. Like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I love. I do remember the fire that I had for God. And I'm fighting and clawing my way back to that. It is really, really hard. But I know God wants me to come back to him. Right now, I'm at the point of my life, I've been very depressed. I've gone through a lot of things in work. I've gone through a lot of things in school. I feel like I haven't fulfilled my purpose here on earth that God has put me here for. And right now, I'm in a season where I just want him. I want him like there's so many things I've done to get to him and I worship and I worship and I go to church and I pay my tithes and I make sure that I'm doing what I am supposed to be doing. And so that takes me to this scripture, which is, hold on, let me get the scripture. It's Malachi 3, 7. From the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord. And for me, that just means come back to me and I'm not going to give you all of these conditions like you've given me. So I was giving God, well, if you do this for me, then I will come back to you. If you give me this job, I will praise you forever. If you heal my, my relationship, I will, I will tell the world about you. But he just says, come back to me with everything that you have. 
everything that you've done, come back to me and I will come back to you. And I'm not asking you to do anything but to come to me. And so for me, my faith, it's so hard. And I'm going to say this is why it's so hard. It's not impossible, but it's hard for me right now because I lived my ways in Christ for so long. I took a mini break. From 18, I would say, to maybe now, like 23. I'm not saying I took a break from Christ, but I took a break from longing him and wanting him and having that relationship and fighting for that relationship and being closer to him. I took a break from that. And now I feel like even though my life has been more lived for Christ than it was when it was not, I feel like I'm I'm fighting to get back to that point. And it is incredibly hard and it's so weird because let's see 18 19 20 21 20 it's only been five years that I've kind of strayed away from God and I still feel like he won't forgive me for those five years but those other 18 years that I lived for God I just I'm 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 somehow seemingly forgetting about that and what I want to tell you guys today though you may have strayed away from God you may have done some things you feel like God will not forgive you. God will forgive you. There are some things that I'm ashamed of. And there are some things where I pray to him and I say, I can't believe I did that. But I know he's saying back to me, it's okay. You can come to me. I'll listen to you. And a lot of the times I've used my friends as a soundboard for the things that I may have done in my life and I should have been using God. I should have come to God. And so a lot of things, it's really hard for me, but a lot of things that are not going right or that are going right in my life, it's hard for me to just go to him, but I know that I'm supposed to. So I should be going to God and saying, thank you, or God, this is happening. I need you right now. Instead, I'm going to my friend saying, Kerrigan, you know, because that's my best friend. I don't know what to do and I need to really be looking onto him. It's not a problem to lean on your friends for support and advice and love, but you need to go to him first. And the first thing you can at least try to do, and this is kind of what I did. God, forgive me for all the sins that I have created today. Forgive me, Lord. I'm seeking you, Lord. And I've been in this season, I would say for the past month where worship has been really big for me. And I've worshiped him and I've praised his name in good and bad. And I feel like there's a fire in my stomach right now. The past two weeks, it's been really like, it's just, I want him. Like I want him. I want the relationship and I want to get back to where I was because I was very invested in the word. Reading the word was normal. Devotions were normal. My parents devotioning, praying, seeking him, fasting, tithing. And I kind of want to get on to the tithing topic. I did talk about it in my last episode with Hillary. Um, Please go check that out. And I think a lot of people are scared to give themselves to God fully because of the tithing part, giving your money, giving your time, giving your first 10%, and also just not being cool. But I want to let you know that You can still be this, you're not going to be the same person, but you can still be cool. You can still have fun. Like giving yourself to God doesn't mean you have to be just this 
uptight person and you don't get to have any fun. There's a lot of things that you have to cut off that may be hard because you're so used to them. But the love for God, you'll never find that anywhere else. You'll never find that anywhere. Never. You're never going to find that, that, that fire, that love, that unconditional love. He loves us unconditionally. So if you strayed away from him, from him, if you think that God will not forgive you, he will forgive you. He'll forgive you and he will love you and he will accept you with open arms. And he wants us to come back to him. So that's kind of where I am with my faith. Um, I've, I've been in seasons where I felt like, you know, I need a group of people so that we can believe in faith together. I've been in that season that was probably a year ago where I felt like I needed to create a Bible study. Not saying that it wasn't something that God wanted me to do, but it just was like, why do I need all these other people to get my relationship back with God when it's just me and him? And so I've, I've accepted the fact and I hate being alone. And that's another episode. But I have accepted the fact that I can be alone because I'll never be alone with him. Like having God by my side, I'll never be alone. But I've accepted the fact that I can do this journey by myself. And if no one is by my side, nobody, I know that I have him and that is perfectly fine with me. And so the one thing I want you and I'm going to keep saying this is he will forgive you. And I hope that you took something from today. So I'm going to post this. And I just want you guys to give me a purple heart if you like this episode today. I really appreciate you guys sitting down with me and listening to me. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. If you're not already following me on Instagram, make sure that you do so because I would love to connect with you. It is very important to me that I'm able to connect with you in between episodes to see if you're enjoying my content. If you would like to be a guest on The Loud Lounge, please reach out to me on my Instagram, theloudlounge.club, or my email, theloudlounge.club at gmail.com. I hope that you were able to take something away from today. See you on the next episode. Bye, guys.